you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, I'm Claire Harvey. We hope you're having a great holiday break and today we're bringing you one of our favourite episodes from the year. This episode originally aired on September 25 when it emerged Ben Cousins, once the AFL's wildest man, had nabbed a plum new role at Channel 7. The Front will be back with all new episodes on Monday, January 15. Just hit follow or subscribe to hear the latest every morning. You're watching Seven's Morning News. Ben Cousins joins me now. And Ben, what's happening in uh, sport today? Well, good morning, Tina. Uh, Geelong aren't giving up on the AFL season despite a run of four losses from five games. This guy looks and sounds like another TV sports anchor, rattling off the headlines and bantering with his colleagues. Well, I think the Pies can win their 11th straight, which would be an amazing achievement. Uh, as good as the Demons were last week... But Ben Cousins has never been just another anything. And his presence on morning television is the latest chapter in a life story that's been triumphant, tragic and terrifying. Ben Cousins, he plays on, right foot snap across the body, it's another for the Eagles! Ben Cousins, oh, superb stuff from the champ and he's away. Great smother though by Cousins, brilliant from Cousins, can he go all the way? Good handball over to Cousins from 45, Cousins goes for home! He was a supremely gifted AFL footballer, the son of a beloved Geelong Cats star who rocketed to nationwide fame with the West Coast Eagles. But every moment he wasn't playing or training, Ben Cousins was going wild. In WA, back in the late 90s, early aughts, it was either you were talking about the Claremont serial killer or you were talking about Ben Cousins and the West Coast Eagles, and they were just a juggernaut. Jenna Clark is an associate editor with The Australian. She's writing our media diary and today she's got a sit-down interview with Ben Cousins. Ben was known as the Prince of Perth and it was really a moniker that he, I don't know whether he endorsed, but he definitely lived up to it. Cousins, like many of his teammates, was what West Australians fondly call a personality, immensely famous in this small city where football is life. These athletes were considered to be gods because they were beautiful looking, they were so charming, they were cheeky. By 22, Cousins was captain of the West Coast Eagles. He was a freak, fast, could mark overhead, kick goals, just incredible. And I think he had this ability to be a leader, not only just a leader on the field, but a spiritual leader and really galvanise people together. He was a wonderful player. The fall, when it came, was spectacular. First up this morning, Ben Cousins is in trouble with police yet again. A self-confessed drug addict. The Brownlow medalist was banned from football for a year after the AFL found him guilty of bringing the game into disrepute. His first run-in with police came back in 2006 when he fled a booze bus. Then he was arrested in Melbourne for public intoxication. He cleaned himself up, retired, relapsed, cleaned himself up again, relapsed again. 
The 33-year-old and father of one didn't want to answer our questions. Get him off f***ing personal space, you f***. No, I'm yeah, yeah, you don't give a f*** about me, uh-huh. you you know what? I can't even remember how many there were. There were so many off-field indiscretions, drugs, alcohol, avoiding drug testing from the AFL. There was a case where he ran away from a booze bus after a friend's wedding. And that's when it started to unravel. One of the common threads by a lot of AFL journos and people within that clique at the time were, if you start to bring the AFL into disrepute, they will annihilate you. He was sanctioned. He was stood aside for bringing the game into disrepute. And then it all just sort of begun to come undone for Ben. This is Cousins talking to Seven's Basil Zempelas in 2020. I, I, say, I say to the coppers every time I see him, I said, you guys have let me down. I said, the community has let me down. Now, I've gone to jail, I cop it sweet, I come back. I've gone back to jail, I come out and cop it sweet. I can guarantee you, I promised them. I said, I've missed half of my kids' lives. I promise you... It all made Ben Cousins one of those stories sports fans tell each other. His behaviour became so spectacular, it took American podcasters James Pietragallo and Jimmy Wisman two and a half hours to recap his story in their show Crime in Sports, made by Wondery. First, and this is always entertaining, they had to explain AFL to an international audience. It appears like uh, several dozen, I don't know how many, but tons of them, just a sea of white people with no pads on, wearing soccer, essentially look like soccer uniforms, uh, are running around. They are kind of lateraling and tossing this ball all around as they go. They can kick it too, right? Guys falling and ball going up. It's muddy and a mess. It it looks like a disaster, like some second grade. Even by the standards of American sports excesses, Cousin's story was startling. Ecstasy, meth, coke, pills, ice, booze. He lives like a professional wrestler in the 80s. He's like, look, I know when there's a place and time. (laughs) That's hilarious. Coke every day, obviously, but ecstasy and good meth. There were a lot of great people around him, but he just didn't want to listen. And he didn't listen for so many years. I honestly think the big difference now is when he got out of jail, and don't forget what he went to jail for was really horrific. It was stalking and intimidation of his former partner and the mother of his children. From what I understand, my conversations with people that were close to him at that time it was then that a switch was flipped and he realised that if he wants to even see his children moving forward, he's got to pull his socks up. So how did Ben Cousins come back? And in an age when you can be cancelled for an offhand remark, why is a TV network taking a chance on him? Access a world of true crime podcasts on CrimeX Plus, where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman, a dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilant. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime.
When Ben Cousins was in prison, he heard about a suburban football club that he thought might get him. 90% of the players involved are Indigenous. So he decided when he was released the last time, as what he said to me, he came out and he just said, look, I'd like to just have a kick and just get amongst the community there. And that's where he really understood how special the football community was to him. And that really got him on the path to getting himself well. It's funny because he says, oh, you know, I joined this club. I didn't know any people there and they didn't know me. And I looked at him, but he just said it when he was dead. He was like, oh, they didn't know me, who I was. I'm like, mate, everyone knows who Ben cousins is. But they loved having him around. The president, Ross White, told me that they started at having 100 people there on Sunday games and it was up to like 1,200 when he started to pull the boots on. Cousins started working in construction as a labourer and a scaffolder. The flame was sort of flickering about what he enjoyed most in his early days and it was media. So I think that's where he had a chat to Barra. That's Adrian Barrage, a longtime sports presenter on Channel 7 in Perth and a former player. He was captain and is now president of the Perth Demons. He gave Cousins a go, and it was tentative at first. Okay, Ben, I'm thinking the Demons are still hungry and they'll go back to back this year. Yeah, with that grand final performance fresh in our minds, it's hard to see anyone beating them. But Cousins drove himself to get better. You know, you can't just sit on the desk, mate, with presenters that have had 40-odd years' experience. You will start from the ground up and he is putting in the work. I mean, I saw it myself. He's there three hours early, reading over his scripts, rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. He reads the midday news bulletin, sports news bulletin, and then he does a lot of AFL stuff. So he's interviewing players for online pieces and he's also doing live footy crosses when games are playing as well. It's been a while since Ben Cousins has done a sit-down interview, but he spoke to Jenna for her story, published in The Australian Today. He's tipping a Collingwood premiership, and he's thrilled to be back inside the footy fold. Football as a product is is amazing. Mm -hmm. I think women's footy is improving all the time. I'm just really um, amazed at how much progress that the girls are making. In your story today, you mentioned that one of the things he's doing is is practising in case the auto cue fails. That's a very interesting mindset, isn't it, that yeah. he's preparing himself for a catastrophe? Yeah, and I even mentioned that to him because even he was blind to it as well. I don't think a lot of broadcasters would say, okay, let's have the worst case scenario and let me flip the script and see if I can make it out of here. And I think that was really blown his managers away at Channel 7 because he just wants to make sure that he's just getting it right. And to use a footy term, you know, hitting his mark every single time. <laughs> is he clean now? Yes. Yeah, he is. So now uh, you know, every night he gets into bed and I don't know whether he has a cup of tea, but he definitely reads a novel every night to wind down, which is crazy considering all those years ago after either a defeat or a win on the field, he would famously go six days without sleep. We live in the age of cancellation yeah. where people have lost careers for a lot less than stalking and intimidation. Why does he deserve another chance? I'm probably going to be cancelled because I decided to write the story about this guy. But I think at the end of the day, we're all human and I think everyone deserves the chance to have another crack at life. I mean, sure, he has done some horrific things and he's not shying away from the fact that he has been a really bad human and a bad member of society for a number of years. But sure, does he deserve a second chance? A lot of people would say no because he's had way too many. But if he is doing all of the things that he says he's doing and clearly when you see him physically, he seems to be in the best place. I've seen him for a number of years. 
Jenna Clark is an associate editor with The Australian. You can read all the nation's best news, sport, business and politics anytime at theaustralian.com.au. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.